My name is Jacob Stoops. And I'm Jeff Luella. And you're listening to the Page Two Podcast. This is our podcast about the people of the SEO industry. We chronicle the real life stories, experiences, challenges, and advice from some of the most amazing people in the business. In today's episode, we kick off season three, talk about some updates to our situations and what we've been doing since the end of last season. We cover off on some of the upcoming format changes, talk about our YouTube channel and preview some amazing upcoming guests. So get your headsets on and get ready to jam with us as we preview the upcoming season. Hey everybody, this is Jacob Stoops and we are back for another season, season three of the Page Two podcast. And as always, I am your host and I am here with my co-host, Mr. Jeff Luella. Jeff, how's it going? It's going well. It's great to be back. You made it back to season three. Yes, I didn't get fired. You did not well, get fired. at least at this job. <laughs> not this job. So uh, if you happen to be perusing Jeff's LinkedIn profile, there has definitely uh, been uh, a little bit of a change, and we are, certainly will uh, talk about that. And we are just going to give you guys just kind of an idea of what is coming in season three. And probably the number one thing that is coming is you're going to see a lot more of these pretty faces uh, because we are going to be taking our uh, podcast to YouTube uh, and we're going to be maintaining a YouTube channel for those that just want to watch us while we talk instead of just hear our beautiful voices. And I've been told that I have a face for radio. Not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, probably a bad thing. Uh, so you guys are just going to have to suffer. It's all good. Yeah. So we alluded to some uh, interesting developments that happened right after season three. And I'm going to caveat this uh, before, before I let Jeff talk that this is definitely not a shit on the company that I still work for <laughs> uh, sort of conversation. Uh, but that being said, uh, I will let Jeff kind of share the news. Yeah. So um, uh, a lot of you may know, a lot of you may not know, but um, there's this pandemic going around, <laughs> um, COVID-19, and a lot of companies had to make some cuts and, and uh, reshift based off, based off of just client work. And in the agency world, it was, um, it was hit pretty hard by some companies. Some companies did well. Other companies um, kind of went on like a freeze. And um, a lot of clients that we had went on a freeze to hold back, and you know, some just didn't have money. So... Uh, the company had to go through some layoffs. Um, there was 10 of us laid off and I was one of the lucky ones <laughs> to be laid off. Um, but no, it was, everything's is good. It was um, a good chance for me to step back and just figure out what I wanted to, to do and take some of that time to find a new place. And I ended up landing at the New York times on their wire cutter team. So what is it like to get laid off in the middle of a, a global pandemic? It's, uh, it wasn't great. Um, at first it wasn't too bad, but after, you know, interviewing at a bunch of companies, you realize there wasn't a lot of companies that were hiring out there. A lot of people wanted to talk. A lot of people were very interested in maybe coming to work for them, but it was one of those, 
where they were waiting till August or waiting till September for a hiring freeze to happen. And um, unfortunately, uh, well, fortunately, Search Discovery did give me a severance package, which was was great. Gave me a couple of months to to hunker down and find something good. And um, over that, things went well. I mean, uh, you know, it took a while to do it, but it, exactly the same time my severance package ran out, I had a new job at that time. So it's so it's pretty good. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I uh, I thought what Search Discovery did, um, they didn't have to do that, right? Um, it was a, a time of incredible uncertainty, I and was while it really, really sucked. Uh, it sucked not just for for you, obviously, as being the one that's you know lost your lost your job. It's it sucked for everybody. It sucked for the. It was one of the worst professional days, and I didn't even get fired uh, that I've that I've probably ever um, ever had. Um, but that being said, uh, they did allow the people that were let go a lot of runway. It wasn't like we just walked in and. Jeff's gone. They, they took all the stuff from his, from his desk. Right. And they escorted him out and didn't let him, uh, didn't let him, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, what they, they lock your computer or whatever. Like if you've done something, if you've done something bad, they don't even give you a chance to clean up. So Jeff got to stay for a little bit while he was, uh, you you know, and make a, make a a smoother transition transition out. Yeah. While he was, uh, you know, looking for, for a new gig. Um, how many interviews did you go through? It was a lot. I, I think it was like 18. <laughs> um, not all 18 different companies, but eight, like a lot of them with different companies there. And um, or a lot of this interviews with the same company. Um, New York Times, I actually interviewed, I think, eight different times. So um, it started off as just some talks and then it moved into the, you know, into the realness of it. And then there was a few people they were choosing from and broke it down. The, the one benefit that every company has during COVID, if you have the money, you basically have the power in those situations. So um, good thing is you get to pick the best person you think for the job, right? There was, there was a lot of people out there that were looking. Um, but no, overall, I mean, the experience was great. Got to talk to a lot of different companies, just understanding what those companies do. I and mean, sometimes it's just good to talk and learn, you know, what you were doing and what might fit you best. And um, it just happened. New York Times was kind of that fit for me. And did you or did you not almost get recruited to a super team? Um, I think I was recruited to a super team, (laughs) but then I didn't have anything after that. So um, super team was a good concept, but I think it was a super team of contractors. So super team of contractors. Yeah, that that sounds like it was a solid plan. Yes. (laughs) Hey, maybe whoever might still be going on. I might just be the outlier. So we'll see. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, this this podcast is definitely about talking about the reality of being an SEO. So while I certainly don't want to be in any hot water from from my company for actually talking, uh, you know, about something that yeah. happened within the within the company, um, we can't run a show like this without talking about it because that's as real as it gets. That's my worst yeah. nightmare: uh, getting fired. And you have kids. Uh, you know, I, I, obviously I've got small kids, uh, and I just can't imagine going through that, um, especially with so much, so much uncertainty. So kudos to you, man, for landing on your feet. Yeah. The one thing I will say is having a network pays greatly. Um, just having friends on the internet, um, that do the same thing. Um, so between the podcast and running the, the tech SEO subreddit and just, 
you know, running the AMAs with a lot of um, high-end people. Uh, when I was announced that I got laid off, the, many of them reached out with, you know, openings they knew about. There was a ton of, you know, in the very beginning of, of COVID, there were a ton of like um, forums and things like that where people were just posting jobs left and right. So, so it was a really good, like good through the, the, the SEO kind of industry kind of got together and really was helping people out, which was awesome. Yeah. I mean, there were people doling out uh, free work yourself and yourself included free consulting. Yeah. Um, yeah it's sometimes the, the SEO industry is the, the type of industry where we eat our own young. And then there are other times where it's quite amazing where people come together for people that you only know on online and it makes a difference. Uh, it certainly made a yeah. difference uh, for you. Totally. So, yeah, it was great. Cool. Uh, so uh, you might want to, you know, in case you're you're following the podcast, you might want to know what I what I've been doing all summer. Um, I would say <laughs> uh, one uh, dealing with the the fallout from losing Mr. Jeff from uh, from the search discovery team. Uh, I would say that the interesting thing uh, about our team is that within the company. Some of the layoffs, I would say, and, and again, search discovery has been excellent throughout this process. I love uh, working and I still want to be working there for many, um, many years. And they've been very um, communic- uh, open and communicative uh, and just very candid uh, with the folks that remain. They give uh, they have a weekly Q&A session with the president uh, and the CEO, uh, basically just kind of being real and laying, laying it out there and saying, this is exactly what's going on. This is exactly what we're, um, you know, what we're thinking. And this is exactly the situation that we're in. And over the course of time, things have certainly improved, but it was pretty touch and go there for, for a while. And I will say on the SEO side of the house, and that's just one uh, small aspect of what we do as a company. Um, it was, it was hard. Uh, you know, we lost two people, uh, and then halfway through one person, one person left. So we went from having a person of 10 to, uh, um, a smaller team, a team of team of seven, still doing the work of, uh, of 10 people because you, you're not hiring, uh, during a, during a pandemic, uh, and you're just trying to maintain and keep the, keep the company doing what it, doing what it needs to be doing until, you know, until a client confidence uh, comes back and uh, certainty kind of comes back. And the good news is it's coming back. Uh, but the SEO team was like the little engine that could, we never stopped, man. We've been spinning on our, uh, standing on our heads, like a, like a hockey goaltender and our clients are, are very happy. Uh, one that uh, paused, came back, uh, so we're, we're doing work. We're winning work. Uh, we've been standing on our heads through this entire pandemic. Uh, I'm not going to lie. And I'm not going to say that it wasn't stressful. It's been amongst the most stressful stretches of my personal career, um, for a lot of reasons, not all work related. Uh, you know, for those of you that are parents out there, uh, you're not alone. Um, starting in March, we became not just, parents and not just employees, but both. Uh, so, you know, I'm trying to work my 40 hour a week schedule, Jeff, I'm sure you were kind of in the same boat and being a teacher on top of it. And Oh, by the way, you're a teacher too. And, uh, thank God the summer hit when it hit my wife is a teacher. And I can attest that starting in March through the end of the year, 
best way I can describe it uh, in terms of how the teaching profession in schools were able to adapt is it was honestly, it was a shit show to be quite honest. Uh, They were not ready for a global pandemic. And my wife, who is not an actual classroom teacher any longer, she did that for about 13 years. And she's a a, a curriculum coach, which is basically, instead of teaching the students, she's teaching the teachers. She's the coach uh, and mentor now to the teachers. And there were a lot of teachers that were just not technologically savvy enough between that time period from March up until the end of uh, end of the last school year, that it just nothing was getting done. Uh, my wife became actually like their IT support more so than their curriculum coach. Crazy. But the summer passed. We we all got a, a reprieve. Uh, if this had happened last year in the fall and we would have had to go through the entire school year without a break, it would have been bad news. Uh, the summer passed. It gave uh, it gave school districts time to take a breath and figure out a plan. And now, no matter what you think of that plan, uh, you know, and there are it seems like every school district in every county uh, across the entire country has a completely different plan to address COVID, and none are exactly the same. Um, I I can just say from being with my wife and dealing with my kids, things are a lot more stable now. Than they, than they were. And I myself, while I was mentally exhausted and quite honestly losing it, uh, I feel like coming into the fall, we knew it was going to be tough uh, as, as parents. And the students also knew it was going to be tough with all of the restrictions. Uh, but I think that now that we have kind of gotten used to this new normal and we had a better idea of what to expect, what was coming, what types of things that we as parents were going to be responsible for, not like not like March where you flip the switch and all of a sudden we're teachers and we're taking on both. We we had some time to to plan and prepare. Um, I feel like I'm I'm handling it a lot better and I'm not pulling my hair out. Now, that's not to say that we my son being, uh, he's, he's home. My daughter's in preschool. So there's still, there's still that my son is home. He's in second grade. Uh, and of course I've, we've got the one-year-old, um, there, there have been days where it's been tougher. I would say about 25% of the days that my son's been home, we've had issues. I'll just say issues, uh, you know, where it's been really, uh, really pretty rough, but other than that, it's been going pretty smoothly. So hopefully everybody out there, uh, again, this podcast is about uh, letting people know that you're not alone. There are other people going through it in more ways than in more ways than one. And that's definitely one of the ways in it. And, and I would say at the beginning or, or towards the middle and end of last season, we started to, at first it started as a joke, right? It was like, Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about let's talk about COVID. And then once I think we realized the seriousness of it, I mean, what do you, what do you do? I think we had to, we had to start, and maybe this was just the way that the entire country went. We had to start taking it more seriously. Uh, And it was a a little bit more dire. And obviously there, there have been a ton of, uh, you know, people, Uh, I think the last count, I think it's over 200,000 now that have uh, passed away from COVID and many millions that have actually gotten it. We've had a few COVID scares in the, in the Stoops household, uh, which basically any, any cold symptom 
is a COVID scare these days. So yes. we've had, we've now had two COVID scares. Luckily we haven't gotten it, uh, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, but I, I would say coming into the end of last season or, you know, I, I think it was, it was something that slowly but surely permeated everything that we did on the show. And I think that it's going to continue to be that way probably until next year. So all of season three, we're probably going to have no choice, but to talk about the impact of COVID, not just on our personal lives, but with what we do, uh, with what we do, which is SEO for sure. Cool. So let's talk about uh one more thing in terms of in terms of the the what happened uh and i know i'm being super super long-winded um (laughs) when we got to the end of season two with everything going on uh, i think i did have to ask myself uh, a question like jake do you want to continue doing this are you still passionate about this podcast you've done uh 50 50 episodes now which is, it's been a labor of love. It is no small task to do 50, basically one and sometimes two hour episodes. That's a lot of me talking out there on the internet. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into a podcast that the recording part is the easy part uh, with the exception of Jeff and I working through the technical difficulty that has been episode 51, uh, which this is actually the second time that we're recording it. Uh, because we had some major, major audio ish- audio issues. And nobody that does a podcast talks about that type of stuff between the booking mm-hmm. of guests, the editing time, the time that it takes to actually create a brand, uh, you know, uh, preparing show prep. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. It's like an iceberg, right? There's 20% above water and 80% uh, below the water. It's like a, what a, what a duck, right? You see the duck is, is calm above the water and the, and the, the feet are spinning below the water for sure. So I had to ask myself like, and Jeff, I'm sure you probably, you probably as well, it was touch and go with you, you know, as you're transitioning into a new role, like whether or not you're going to stick around and be a, be a part of this. Uh, and you know, for me, I was like, I was, burnt out by the end of season, uh, season two, and just really kind of questioning, like, do I want to continue to do this? And now that we've had a few months off, uh, I can say for, for certain, I've gotten the itch again. I definitely am excited, uh, to start recording season three. There is, there is no shortage of amazing SEOs, which makes me realize that the, with the format that we have, which isn't straight knowledge dropping, we can do this in perpetuity for as long as we want. We've got years worth of content and years worth of SEOs to talk to. And it's by no means in, you know, the, the reason, the way that we've connected with people thus far has been completely or organic, which is kind of funny to say for the industry that we're in. Um, But it isn't like, it hasn't been force ranked by like, Hey, we're going to start with the best and, and, you know, work our way down the rankings. It's just been like, Hey, we bumped into this person who bumped into this person who referred us to this person. And pretty soon we're at 50 episodes. Uh, So, you know, we've got a lot more amazing, amazing people to talk to. Uh, But yeah, I just wanted to say like, I've got the itch again. I'm ready to roll. I am, I am committed. I am all in on season three. It was a little touch and go there for a while, but, but I'm in. No, it's been great. I, I think, uh, 
in the, the couple of months that I had off, I was itching to do something. <laughs> um, and then as soon as I, I started the new gig, it like you know, things piled on pretty quickly. Um, I'm in the affiliate market now with uh, Wirecutter. And it's interesting all the different industries and when their hot times are and when their, you know, off times are. And usually in e-commerce, you know, you have your Black Fridays and, and things like that. But our big day was last week. One of our big days was last week with Prime Day. Um, it was, I will say we grew 300% since last year during that time. So um, at least with, with traffic coming in. So I, I don't know any of the other numbers right now except for traffic, but um, it is interesting getting millions of like visitors in a day. And, and how much content, not the wire cutter, because you've already told me told yeah. me that, but does the New yeah. York Times, because it, when I heard the number, I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the New York Times is, uh, I used to have the numbers uh, written down, but it was something like 300 pieces a day or something <laughs> um, over all the, all of the New York times. So that's between news and cooking and wire cutter and, and um, their everyone's blogs and things like that. So it is a ridiculous number of content all around wire cutter the, ourselves. Like we have, we're very evergreen in a lot of our reviews because there's only like the best headphones and we just update those pages as we get new data and new headphones in. Um, but our blog is growing, um, but we're, we're still not nearly <laughs> anywhere like the New York Times. Uh, the, the Times itself are, you know, the news organization is just pumps out articles nonstop. You know, like uh, Trump's tax returns. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I think the interesting thing is it's not like you can optimize the news, right? You're not responsible for the news. It's not. Right. It's so non-traditional from what normal SEO almost is. What you have to do, especially at that scale, is make sure that the mechanisms by which the news gets pushed out are the things that are exactly. opt optimized, not the actual, you know, you're not sitting around fiddling with H1 text or page titles, or, <laughs> or yeah, at least no, I don't think you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, and some of the bigger like editorials and bigger articles, definitely they are doing that also. Um, but when it comes to just the constant news that's going, it is the process. It is the making sure we're hooked up into Google. Uh, interesting when you're on like a big organization. One thing I learned, uh, you know, our news, we had a little bug in it and Google actually reached out to us to tell us we had a bug in our, in one of our feeds, um, which is the first time I think I have ever had that pleasure of um, Google kind of warning. I mean, it was kind of like, Hey, fix this or you won't be in the news um, type of things. But the New York times is so, is one of those organizations that like, you know, people really, you know, we have 10 million subscribers and things like that. So that's our, that's our goal that um, Google knows that like, if there was an error, it's like in their best interest to help us fix it. So now that you are, you've been in agency your whole career, you've been in in-house three months, two months. What's it, yeah. what's it like? What are the big differences? Um, the biggest difference I can say is that um, I'm not, fighting for contracts every you know six months to a year um i, I get the plan pretty far out I, I mean when someone asked me what was like my goals for next year that was kind of the the biggest like wait wait I get, like i'm usually having you know as an as an agency seo you're kind of proving your value all the time um you know once you prove that for a while maybe you gain the trust where you get to experiment and, and um think for the future but uh, for the most part, it was, it's like that stress of not having to upsell and do there's still, there's different types of selling going on. 
um, it's not worried about a contract, but it's trying to sell to the dev teams because everybody at every company, the devs are um, understaffed usually and overworked. <laughs> and you're trying to get your work pushed over that, you know, someone who does newsletters or someone that does um, a different type of marketing on the site. Like we all are trying to work at the same site, but that's also a benefit. Like we're all on the same site. I get, if something I want push live doesn't, you know, I don't hit it on the first swing. I get 10 more swings at it. So I, I have many times to go through and then reformulate and, and repitch. While a lot of times you don't get that chance in the agency. Um, you, you know, again, agency, you get a lot of variety, which is awesome. Um, I think after being at agencies about 20 years, it's been nice to just been able to ultra focus. And I've been developing some tools internally that that'll help us when we are in a big sale event and, you know, we have to track um, rankings like every hour <laughs> um, to see where we're at. Uh, but I developed like a screenshot tool that takes a screenshot of all the top stories just to make sure like, Hey, we find out when we were there and when we fall out and, and when we you know do things like that, where, a lot of times in, in a regular, you know, SEO job, like hourly is not important. Um, but when your, you know, biggest day is prime day, we kind of went crazy and, and did as much tracking as we can. That's a, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I, um, I've done a little bit of, a little bit of both. And I would say my experience has been like polar, polar opposites. Like when I've been in, in house, um, not to say that I didn't do anything, but it was like, so focused that like there was a certain point where it's like you can't see me twiddling my thumbs or at least I felt like I was twiddling twiddling yeah. my thumbs right and I was getting the itch like okay what's next what's next and then it, it yeah. was a little bit of hurry up and wait whereas in agency life right every minute of your day is billable and accounted for or you're pitching for work uh, and there's a, a high pressure to perform with a lot less ability to affect execution, which is a mm -hmm. giant pain in the ass. It really is. I agree. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Uh, and you're constantly, constantly having to prove yourself. And not to say that you don't have to prove yourself in-house or that it is easier. It's just right. different. Uh, it's just, way different. You just need a site that has 300 million visitors a year. Yeah, where you can just pull small levers that have big, you know, big, big results when you extrapolate yeah. them out. Yeah, two percent on that is huge. <laughs> statistically significant for big sites, statistically yep. insignificant for really tiny sites. Yep. Cool. So let's talk about the the format um, of this season versus last season. So I'm just going to say uh, we're going back to the roots. We're going back to introspective. Uh, not to say that we won't talk about certain things that we talked about last season, but last season it was interviews. That's going to remain. That's going to be a key component to, to what we're doing. And then it was news. And then it was a deep dive on a predetermined topic. And what we found out, and God bless Jeff, because he was the one that did a lot of the, the show prep for the news. There ain't a lot of news in SEO that breaks on a week to week basis. So yeah. not only that, it just was an exercise in me just complaining uh, about different things. It's not evergreen for the most part. Uh, it's just me yelling about Google. And for people that might be like listening to an episode last year, you're going to hear me yelling about some obscure Google update that just was relevant for like a day and not relevant any <laughs> really yep. anymore. So yeah. we decided like, you know, there's just no, there's no value to, to kind of keeping that section around. Um, we're probably not going to necessarily do a deep, deep dive. We're just going to let the conversations kind of take, 
take us wherever they go. And for those of you, maybe you've seen the show inside the actor's studio. Uh, I believe the host's name is James Lipton. We're not going to be that smug. Uh, and maybe, I mean, if you like it, I will. Great. Well, Jeff will. Jeff will. I'm a smug uh, kind of guy. I won't be that smug. Uh, but the goal would be to really kind of probe, probe deep uh, into, into the minds uh, and the experiences of uh, SEOs and, and just talk about both where they come from and what it's like. Uh, and to get really deep and to just let the conversation meander where, where it may. Um, you know, we'll, we'll certainly have, uh, I think, sitting in the background, some interesting questions, as I'm sure Mr. Lipton does when he grills all of these famous actors. Well, we're going to be we're going to be putting uh, uh, famous and not so famous and, uh, you know, everybody in between SEOs uh, on our little hot seat. So nice. that's kind of what we're doing this year. Um, Jeff, you want to you want to talk about some of the some of the games? just lost you i think oh yeah do you want to oh, talk <laughs> yeah sorry. sorry that's that's hitting mute by accident uh so yeah <laughs> so jeff uh you know do you want to talk about some of the guests that we've got uh booked for season three and kind of what's coming there yeah so um i know um we have jarius uh, or jarius from red hat and um jennifer closure jennifer closure yeah um yeah. so we we have them coming up i think next week um, Joe Hall from Hall Analysis, um, Hamlet Batista, and Christina. I think she just goes by is it Christina now. Yeah, <laughs> Christina, Christina Azarenko. <laughs> she's yeah. just one word now, though. She's like Madonna. Hey, yeah, one. Yeah, if you can become uh, one name, I think. Yeah, Alita did uh, it. A, a, like Alita, yeah, you can become one one name in, in SEO, and people know who you are. That's yeah. I think you're doing it right. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever do that with just Jeff. Yeah, no, definitely not. I don't think I can do it with just Jake either. So it might just yeah. have to be my last name. Yeah, Stoops can hit. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So those are, you know, those are the first five guests. And and on our show, we strive to maintain a certain level of balance. Uh, and we want to continue to maintain that level of balance. We do pride ourselves on having a diverse uh, group of speakers. Uh, so this season's going to run about 25 episodes, just like anything we're booked out through about November. But like I said, when you're running a podcast, I'm not going to be booking until March, uh, even though I know that we're going to be running the show. It's going to take until March to get through uh, to episode 75, but we're going to be pushing to episode 75. We're hoping to interview 24, 25 really amazing uh, SEOs and, um, you know, we've certainly got some people in mind that we're going to be reaching out to and booking, but the booking process is, is certainly fluid. We found that yes. out at the end of last season when, uh, you know, we've, we had to, we had to be pretty fluid, yeah. uh, you know, when, when booking guests and we had to, you know, sometimes move dates it, around or re-swizzle the lineup and it all worked out. It worked out. We, you know, we had, we really, really talked to some amazing uh, some amazing people, and That's we're you're a master. You're a master swizzler. I'm a master negotiator and master <laughs> swizzler. And I, honestly, really, what I'm good at is just bothering the shit out of people until they yeah. say, "Yes, I'll come on your show." Now, stop, stop bothering <laughs> me through Twitter. Um, yeah, so. That's what's in store. That's what's coming up for uh, for season three. Um, we're excited, and uh, we're going to have some really, really great conversations yet again. Luckily, there's 
a million amazing SEOs out there. So, yeah, like I said, we have, uh, I mean, we could probably do this for 20 seasons and still not get to everybody. So we're really excited. Uh, we've, we've, I think we've hit on a long-term podcast and we're really excited. We grew last season even more than we expected to. Um, and it has kind of bolstered, uh, I think our confidence to go into season three and not worry, like, are people even going to listen to this? Well, yeah, they did listen. So we're, you know, I'm not saying that we're like Joe Rogan or anything. We're still a niche podcast about a very niche subject with a very niche audience. Um, hey, 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 if, if Spotify wants to give us an exclusive deal, um, we can negotiate. Yes. Time's ticking Spotify. <laughs> time's ticking. All right. Well, uh, so this episode, it was supposed to drop Monday. It's probably going to drop Tuesday because we are literally recording at, uh, it is 9.56 PM. We had some, like I said, some ridiculous audio issues. So we're working through the kinks before we get actual guests on. Uh, but we're super excited and, uh, yeah, 24 more episodes coming after this. Have a good one. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to the Page 2 Podcast. If you'd like to find out more about the show or listen to more episodes, visit us at page2podcast.fm. That's page, the number two, podcast.fm. Our episodes are also available on a number of other platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Deezer, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more. Additionally, you can also listen to our show on our new YouTube channel. If you'd like to become a sponsor or would like to be interviewed, get in touch with us at thepage2podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, happy optimizing.